When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kenny Albert. You're listening to the Broadway Hat Podcast with your host, Kyle Hall, the number one podcast for all things Rangers hockey. Welcome back to the Broadway Hat Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Hall, and I hope everyone had a great Christmas and a great holiday. It's been rough with no Rangers on TV. The last game we saw from the Rangers was on the 17th of December, uh, so it's been over 10 days since the Rangers uh, have played a game, and now the NHL was shut down all last week. Uh, just zero hockey to watch at all. And uh, you know, as you know, before this podcast uh, gets released, the Rangers have already canceled their game against the Red Wings, uh, which would have been on the Monday night on the twenty seventh. So we'll hopefully see them in action on Wednesday night against the Pit. Uh, sorry, against the uh, Florida Panthers. But I know prior to the shutdown, the Panthers also had COVID issues. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if that game gets played. And then they have back-to-back games against Tampa, one in Tampa, one at home. Uh, and then next Monday night, they play the Oilers. And I don't think that game's going to be played because it seems like, again, before the shutdown, uh, Canadian teams are not traveling to the U.S. So I don't know if that'll be amended. Uh, I feel like they should be some type of news dump pretty soon from the NHL kind of going over what the new parameters need to be. I know... They just announced earlier today um, that there's going to be a taxi squad re-implemented in the NHL. Uh, so six players, again, uh, someone last year will be on the taxi squad, uh, allowing you know for teams to have emergency call-ups. Obviously, I think the Rangers will see Keith Kincaid probably be back in there. I know they've had a couple players now enter the protocol as they come back for practice from uh, the little break they had. So Ryan Lindgren is probably the biggest uh, name on the list. 
Um, I know Patrick Nemeth went on the list right before um, the shutdown. He actually was taken off this morning. Uh, so Lindgren and Jared Tenorti are the two uh, skaters that are on there. And uh, Gorgiev is now on the list, too. So the Rangers have three players in COVID protocol. Uh, I saw that Kincaid was already recalled from Hartford uh, to back up. Or, uh, you know, I think I believe Igor will be back, uh, ready to go as soon as Rangers get back. Um, I didn't see if the Rangers called up any position players. Uh, I know at, at practice today they had Hayek skating in place of Lindgren and Nemeth returned to the lineup. So, um, or returned to practice. So he was on the uh, third pairing with uh, Niels Lundqvist, who was skating again after missing uh, the past few games with an injury and a sickness as well, non-COVID sickness. So um, it's just interesting to see how the hot this is going to play out the rest of the year because obviously COVID is not going anywhere. I think as you test more and more, these guys are going to test positive if they're asymptomatic, whatever the deal is. I feel like there's more NHL head, um, front offices that are now outspoken. I saw Steve Eiserman came out and said up there, uh, asymptomatic, maybe we shouldn't be shutting them down for you know whatever it is. So it's going to be really interesting to see how not only the NHL, but the players, you know, the union uh, deals with this. Um, now, I believe we left off last show talking about how the Olympics most likely were not going to happen. Uh, I think it was actually Tuesday morning right after the show came out. The official announcement came out that there will be no NHL in the Olympics. Um, I mean, I think we all saw that coming. Uh, I, as soon as the COVID started popping up, we had Dale Weiss on the show, and Dale you know, kind of talked about having that Olympic dream. Um, so hopefully that is realized for him. Uh, you know, we had Chad Clark on the show last, you know, last summer, and uh, he's a guy who was on that USA team in 2018. And again, he speaks about what an incredible opportunity that was, and something that. You know, if the Angel players were there, he's never going to get that chance. So um, now a whole crop of players are going to be able to play in the Olympics that uh, normally would not. And I think no matter what, it's going to be international hockey. It's going to be fun to watch. And uh, I just hope the Olympics happen in general because right now I think that's a question mark too. Um, you know, the women's hockey is always going to be great with USA and Canada. So that'll be fun to watch as always. Uh, but, you know, hopefully uh, – there's a couple guys, a couple former guests of ours that will most likely get a, a good shot at making those teams. I think that, as I said, Dale Weiss, I think Dale's going to be a contender there for Team Canada. Actually, they're all Team Canada guys. Uh, I think Dale's going to get a good shot. I think Ryan Spooner will have a good shot playing over in the KHLs, played really well this year. And I think Matt Bodie's got a shot too. Matt, who uh, we had on this summer as well, Matt is having a good year over in Germany. He's been uh, one of the best defensemen in the German Dell League for the last uh, two seasons now. So. Um, hopefully one of those three guys makes that team and, uh, we'll be rooting for them as they, uh, as they go for gold over there. But, um, it's just going to be very interesting to see how this, uh, NHL season plays out. Uh, uh, talking about more of the Rangers side, you look at the schedule ahead and again, like I said, the unknown of you playing the Panthers, maybe, um, the lightning back to back, the Oilers, you don't know what's going to happen there, but you would love to see that matchup again after the last <laughs> matchup in Edmonton where that was such a crazy game, but, um, you know, this month coming up, they have some very winnable games. You got the the Kings uh, on the road. You go out west for the first time. You play uh, Vegas and then the Ducks, the Kings, the Sharks. I just think that's going to be really fun to see the Rangers go back on the West Coast. Um, you know, I think the Kings and the Sharks are two teams that the Rangers can beat out there. Uh, the Ducks are a better team than I think anyone thought. Um, and the Rangers get to play out in Vegas, and I uh, such a cool – pre-game and post, you know, all that crazy stuff that goes on during the game. So I'm looking forward to seeing the Rangers play in Vegas. So, um, yeah, that's, a, that's fun. You know, I always think the West coast trips are fun to watch. You stay up late, watch some hockey. 
I always enjoy that. I probably want to watch want to watch Rangers at ten o'clock every game. Uh, but it's uh, I like it when they're out there, especially as a dad. You know, it's easy <laughs> easy to put the kid down and uh, little guy down and watch some hockey. So uh, also we have Henrik Lundqvist retirement night. So it's a very exciting month for the Rangers coming up here. And uh, I want to talk about one of our former guests. We talked about a couple of former guests already, but one of our former guests, uh, Jake Elmer, is having a huge season down in Jacksonville for the Jacksonville Iceman, the Rangers ECHL team. Uh, he just scored his 10th goal of the season last night. Um, he now has seven goals in 10 games. He's second on the team in scoring. Uh, so that's a guy who, you know, he was a fantastic player in the WHL. And uh, he had a, he's had a, you know, a couple of okay seasons with the Rangers so far in the system, but he's really breaking out this year. And uh, I can't be happier. He's the nicest guy. And, uh, and, man, he's got some shot. He's scoring big-time goals in the power play for uh, Jacksonville. So, And they're also, I think, the best team in the ECHL right now, uh, record-wise. I think I saw that this morning. Hartford's having a good year. So the Rangers minor league teams are having a really good season so far. Um, so if you're not paying attention, go check out the Iceman. They do a great job on social media. Um, you know, they talk with fans. They're very good at getting back to the fans and uh, kind of chopping up, especially in-game. Uh, they're a, fun, very, a very fun social media team to watch. So uh, go follow them. Go check them out. Go follow our guy, Jake, because he's having a really good year. And we have a really great guest this week, and I'm pumped to uh, kind of share his story with Ranger fans. But we have on one of the Rangers' top prospects, and he's rising weekly. Uh, Ryder Korzak joins the show, the Rangers' third-round pick this last draft year. Uh, the Rangers traded up with uh, the Washington Capitals of all teams to draft Ryder. So we actually talked about that and how much Capital fans are going to really hate him if he has a really good year, a really good career with the Rangers, considering the Rangers trade up with them to get him. Uh, but he's having a monster year in the WHL. He was just named the WHL Player of the Week this last week before their uh, Christmas break. But he's uh, averaging over a point per game so far. He's got 10 goals in the season in, uh, in 30, 31 games. He's got 35 points. Uh, he's been a really good player for the Moose Jaw Warriors the last couple of years. And, uh, and he's a kid who I think Ranger fans can get really excited about. He can play center and wing. Uh, we talk about kind of what his playing style is. Um, talk about what he likes off the ice. Um, just really everything. So it was really fun to get to know him. And, uh, you know, a guy who... He's red hot, uh, you know, obviously player of the week at WHL. And uh, and he's a guy who I feel like on all these Ranger prospect rankings is a guy who's consistently top 10, but he's inching up closer and closer to uh, the top five spots. So um, I'm excited. I was ex so pumped for the Rangers to draft him on uh, on the actual draft day. I had him kind of circled in from our draft talks. Um, I believe it was Adam Kimmelman who brought up his name. It might have been Steve who brought it up. I forget which one, but he was a guy who we talked about in our draft show preview as a pop, a possible draft pick for the Rangers, the center prospect, uh, they kind of fit, uh, into their system. And, uh, so he was a guy who I had my eye on. He kind of dropped on the board a little bit and the Rangers trade up. And I remember writing on Twitter. I'm like, Oh, the Rangers got to jump on this guy. And sure enough, they did. Chris Drury made me look real, real smart when he made that pick. <laughs> but, um, so he, so writers, a guy I've been following. So I was really excited to get to, talk with him and get to know him a little better. And uh, I'm excited for Ranger fans to get to listen to this. But before we send out to interview a writer, I do want you to know our sponsors over at Symbol Sports Exchange. If you have not heard about Symbol Sports Exchange, go check them out. If you're into stock market or um, just stocks in general, if you have a favorite team that you always want to buy a stock in, this is the place for you. You can go on Symbol Sports Exchange and buy stock in any professional team or college. Uh, they have NBA, NHL, 
MLB, college football, NFL, college basketball, anything you want, you go on there, you can buy stock in your favorite team, and every time they win, you win money. So right now, I am heavily invested in New York Rangers. They are killing it this year. I am up a bunch of money in the Rangers, thanks to them winning so much. Uh, and as special as a listener of the show, you can use the code BROADWAY for $500 risk-free for your first 90 days. That's $500 absolutely risk-free for your first 90 days when you type in the code BROADWAY. Uh, so go on there, buy stock in your favorite team, buy stock in a team you think is going to be, you know, maybe get an upgrade here, coming out of the break, a team that's getting healthy that was hurt, you know, the entire first half of the year. Um, you know, I bought a little bit of the Blackhawks when they were on their downswing. Now they're kind of figuring things out. So that's been a good investment so far. Uh, so go on there and buy stock in your favorite team and win money today. We are now joined by a very special guest. This guy is climbing up the prospect rings. He's having a red hot season this year. The 75th overall selection uh, from New York Rangers in the 2021 draft. Ryder Korzak, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Kyle. Thanks for having me. And congrats on getting drafted. Obviously, unbelievable accomplishment for any young hockey player. Uh, what was that draft day experience like for you? Um, it was pretty cool. I mean, it was pretty special. Uh, it was a little bit different this year than uh, previous years because of COVID. So I got to spend lots of fa- uh, lots of time with my family and friends. And yeah, it was a, it was a special special experience for me and my family. Uh, so what is that like, you know, I guess the nerves going into it, like, was there a, a spot where you thought you'd be selected? Like, did you have any contact with the Rangers before the draft? Yeah. Yeah. I talked to the Rangers once, but like, I would talk to like every other team two times. So like the Rangers weren't really on my, on my list. I just, I was like interest wise. So I didn't think they're going to pick me. And then, um, I believe it was the 75th pick and it was Washington and they had, uh, and they made a trade, New York made a trade to trade up and yeah, all of a sudden they picked me. So. It was, pretty, it was, it was surreal it was, at, at the start. It was pretty surreal, but now it's uh, kind of soaking in. And it's gotta be kind of awesome too, to see like you said, the team trade up to get you. So obviously you are a big player on their board that, uh, you know, they jump up and they make a trade with a rival uh, to move up to select yeah. you. Yeah, no, that's uh that's pretty cool. I guess if you look at that way too. So now, now it's going to be doing those things where if you, uh, if you turn to a big deal in New York, Washington fans could be real pissed considering the rivalry there. And they basically handed you to the Rangers. Uh, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Who knows what'll happen? <laughs> um, I guess also talking about that draft experience, um, your brother went through it a couple years beforehand. Uh, Caden, who got drafted in the second round by the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, so what was it like for your family just resharing that moment again? And uh, and I guess going back to your brother's draft, what was that experience like for you? Seeing that as a younger brother and taking that experience to your draft. Yeah. Um. When we went to when we went to Vancouver uh, to watch Caden's draft, it was pretty. It was obviously pretty cool. I mean, in person, watching the first round, and the second round. Um, I don't know. I just realized that I could be there one day. Um, that just like kicked me into my gear, I guess. And then yeah, my draft. Uh, Caden was there, so it was pretty special that uh, both of us could experience each other's draft. So, yeah, I I, uh, I have no complaints about it. <laughs> and how tough was it leading up to that draft? Obviously, with COVID, the seasons were all shut down. You only had a limited games there in Moose Jaw. Uh, because of that so how tough was that prep and and I guess like behind the scenes like was there I'm sure you have an advisor or an, an agent with you there like trying to get your your tape in front of teams like what was that process like yeah no it was definitely weird um I know I know 
some guys went um, and played like SJHL or played like other other leagues. But uh, <clears throat> I talked to my agent, and we just, we just thought it was best that we waited out, uh, waited the w, WHL season out, so we can, um, I guess, play with your own team and uh, I guess showcase yourself like that. Now, you get drafted by the Rangers. Obviously, crazy summer, still COVID and training. And you get to uh, Rangers prospect camp. So what was the experience like training for this summer and leading up to that prospect camp? Um, yeah, I did. Uh, I went to, I, I go to Calgary, Alberta to train, um, try to prepare myself to New York, New York camp, I guess. Um, yeah, I went to New York camp. I didn't know what to expect. I mean, my first pro camp. <laughs> um, but honestly, the guys, the guys are really good. Um, I think it was, Jake, yeah, it was Jacob Truba who came up to me and he just had like a, a normal conversation with me, which was pretty cool. Um, getting to watch Panarin, Shrome, and all those guys is obviously pretty special. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I felt comfortable um, at the start, and I think it will just lead on uh, into, the, into the years, I guess. So for that, the Ranger with a prospect camp, we have all these top prospects coming. Obviously, Rangers have a lot of really great draft picks the last couple of years. Were any of those guys stand out to you? And obviously, I think they have like six or seven WHL guys now. They drafted the past couple of years. Yeah. So there's something in the water up there that the Rangers really like. Yeah, yeah, I guess they like the Western League guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, but any of those prospects stand out to you in camp? You know, obviously, Offman was there. Yeah. Uh, Will Co- yeah, uh, Cooley was there, Offman. so yeah. Yeah, Offman, I was gonna, I was, that guy's shot is unreal. Uh, Cooley, I didn't realize how big he was. Like, you can't knock him off the puck. But, like, the one guy that stood out to me was probably Lundqvist. Um, I don't know, like, I thought he was a forward at first. Like, I didn't know him. I didn't know him, and I thought he was a forward at first, the way he skates and he moves the puck and, like, how shifty he is. But, like, everyone was saying that he got the top defenseman in Sweden, and I was like, yeah, I could believe it. <laughs> like, that, that guy's pretty, pretty gross, so, yeah. Yeah, he's doing pretty well on the NHL level now, too. Um, yeah. How about Boyko, the goalie, the 6'8 goalie? How do you score on him? Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Iowans, you have dozens of betting options. Try a sports book built by bettors and run by bettors. Fred Doan started BetFred over 50 years ago with funds from a winning bet, and he's been known for delivering the best betting experience ever since. Visit BetFredSports.com to give us a try. New customers betting $50 get 111 in Fred bets and up to 200 Fred bets per week for five weeks. Terms apply. Proud partner of the Iowa Cubs and Iowa Wild. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Yeah, I actually train with him in the summer, so like, I know I know where to shoot sometimes, but uh, mostly he mostly takes up uh, the whole net with his big pod. <laughs> you guys got a couple of uh, games there against the Flyers prospects. Was it like putting on that Rangers jersey and seeing a little game action there? Yeah, uh, that was pretty special. Um, 
obviously it was just like the rookie game, but still it was pretty special to throw on the jersey and actually play for your team. Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was the first time I did it. So I'm just looking for the next time. <laughs> uh, so like you said, you see a little taste of the main camp as well. Uh, it's pretty cool. Truba came up to you there. I guess as a forward, you know, like you said, you kind of watching Panarin and Zibanejad and Strom and those guys on the ice. You know, was there a moment there where you kind of had a moment, like, wow, like I'm at the NHL right now? Yeah, well, I think it was the first, one of the first skates, uh, we had a scrimmage, I don't know, and, and Panarin just, me and Panarin started passing this puck with each other, and I'm like, I, I was just like in shock, and then like I finally realized that like, wow, I'm here, so like, <laughs> there's there's still a, a few steps that I gotta take to get uh, to get there and actually like, sustain in the NHL, but uh, I'm almost there, yeah. <laughs> now, have you had any contact with the Rangers since you've been drafted? Are they they keeping tabs on you? Do they send you with a list of stuff they wanted to see you improve on? Yeah, um, I actually talked to the player development guy, um, Tanner Glass, not too long ago. He came to Edmonton to watch my game and just to check up on me. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's nice to keep in touch with them. Now, talk about the WHL. I mean, you're off to a great start this year. You were just named the WHL Player of the Week. You're red hot right now, so congratulations on that awesome honor. Um, but, I mean, you're having a great season. So, uh, I, I guess uh, what, uh, the confidence from the training camp, is that something you brought into this year? Yeah. Um, well, obviously, when you go up to, to the New York camp, I mean, it's a, it's a lot quicker and it's a lot stronger people. So I just tried to bring back that same intensity to, uh, to Moostra, and it's, uh, it's been working so far. Now, you seems like you're a big-time assist guy. You're third in the league in assists. So uh, uh, are you a shoot-first player or are you a, more of a playmaker where you're looking to dish it off? Uh, no. Um, I, I, I'm fortunate sometimes to play uh, with Braden Jaeger and Jagger Ferkus, who can both shoot the puck. So... Um, all I have to do is give them the puck in their wheelhouse and, and they found the bath in that. So it's, it's pretty easy for me. If you were to explain to Ranger fans or try to summarize your game, is there a player that you kind of want to mimic or some of that you kind of model your game after? Yeah. Um, I, I say Braden point. Um, I don't know. My coach actually coached him in, in, uh, Moose Shaw and he just says off the ice too. We're kind of similar the way he skates and, uh, I guess his patience and his vision. Not a bad guy to be compared to either. Yeah, yeah. Pretty solid player. Um, I guess also you've been uh, – when you first came to WHL with Calgary, we'll get into that in a minute, but you played wing and you've played center. Is there a certain – is there a spot you prefer, a center your preferred spot now? Um, honestly, wherever I can get in the lineup, I'll play. Um, I'm comfortable center and wing or even left wing. Uh, yeah, I could even try D if they wanted me to. <laughs> Uh, you've been an assistant captain and the leader on this team for a couple of years now, Moose Jaw. Uh, what kind of leadership qualities do you bring to locker room? Um, I would say more so uh, vocal and on the ice. Um, I like to talk to people. I like to get them up. I make sure they have a smile on their face. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, so you originally started in Calgary. You were drafted in the second round of the 2017 WHL draft. After your first full season there, you get moved over uh, to Moose Jaw. So what was that experience like as a young guy? getting traded you know right after you start your whl career yeah um it was a cool experience i mean i didn't know what to expect um i got a call i was i was still in high school i got a call from my agent asking if i wanted to go to moose draw and i, I told them i can't talk to my family and so i talked to my family whatever and yeah we end up taking the trade to moose draw and i honestly didn't know what to expect like i said um i came to moose draw i talked with the gm the coach the first time and um they liked me. I liked them. And then the guys finally came, came in there and yeah, it's just been like family ever since. So I, I've, I've loved it. And I mean, 
it, it worked out in my favor, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you've run with the opportunity big time. Uh, also looking at this WHL year, uh, how has COVID affected you guys? Is, is it big? Obviously in these States now, the NHL is going into a, uh, a lock, not a lockdown, but a temporary stoppage here. How have you guys been handling up there? Yeah, no, we're actually not too bad. Um, well, hockey wise, um, we're playing, we're playing two divisions. So we're playing the Alberta division and Saskatchewan and Manitoba, but we can't play, um, the BC and the U S yet. So okay. hopefully sometime we can yeah, not too bad. You had a matchup with your brother a couple of years ago in the WHO. What was that like playing against him? Yeah, uh, no, that was pretty special as well. Um, I think the first time we played him, I was in Calgary and he was in Kelowna. Um, I scored one goal and we won. And then the next time I was in Musha and he was in Kelowna and then he scored two goals and I got one goal, but he got the overtime winner. So he got the bragging rights there. Ah, I was going to say, I, I knew you scored the first matchup. I was going to say you had that. Was he on the ice for that minus or not? But uh... no, he wasn't. He wasn't. <laughs> uh, who was your favorite team growing up? Who was your favorite player growing up? Uh, my favorite team was growing up was Chicago and just watching Patrick Kane. <laughs> I think that guy was like, well, still is pretty cool to watch. Yeah. He's yeah, still ridiculous. He's it's crazy. It's funny when I talk to players, especially someone your age, and then they're like, "Oh, you know, I I grew up watching, you know, uh, a Crosby or something like that." And it's like he's still getting it done now. And, and same thing with Patrick Kane. The yeah. guy's been the machine for ten, you know, ten, twelve yeah. years now. Yeah, and it's crazy to think about how Panarin and him were on a line together. Yeah, yeah, Chicago messed that up. I mean, they had Tows, Kane, and Panarin together. I mean, yeah. incredible, incredible. Uh, do you watch a lot of Ranger games now? Do you, are you get to watch any of them? Yeah, I try to watch as much as I can. Um, if I don't have hockey, I try to throw on the Ranger game and watch it. They're doing pretty good, aren't they? Yeah, no, yeah. The second in the, in the division right now, they're one of the top five teams in the East. They've been sitting there. Um, I mean, you yeah. saw a lot of these guys in training camp. I, I feel like this team is a, a lot closer knit than it's been in the last couple of years. And I think it starts with the leaders. And like you said, guy like Jacob Truba who pulled you aside day one and kind of just gave you a welcome to New York. I think that does wonders yeah. for young kids too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's what everyone looks forward to, or that's what everyone looks forward to. I mean, that's, I still think about that. Uh, when I think about New York, is Jacob Truba coming up to me and saying hello. I mean, that just like, uh, that's just explains who he is, I guess, as a person. Yeah. Uh, any uh, talking with uh, Gallant at all, or uh, did you have to speak with him? Um, I got to speak with him a little bit because um, he was a coach for Vegas and he knew my brother and he's like, Oh, how's Keaton doing? Like just say hi to him. So, yeah. <laughs> he seems like a good guy. He seems like a real players coach too. I think he's yeah, kind of, uh, he's, he's the secret I think behind this whole, you know, good season. I think he's got these guys kind of rolling here because he's given them a lot yeah. more, uh, a lot more uh, of an opportunity in the locker room to kind of be themselves. For sure. Well, what, what I've what I've seen from him, I guess, for the first couple of weeks was like, yeah, re really good. I think everyone's buying in. So <laughs> what do you think in New York? Was that your first time in New York or have you been to New York before? Yeah, no, that was uh, that was my first time in a big city like New York. <laughs> I, I'm used to Yorkton and Moostra where the population is 25,000. But <laughs> going to New York, uh, it was something different. It was pretty cool. I mean, the biggest thing that stood out to me was just like the driving. Like everyone is just like going and like no like say like sometimes signals but everyone's going and it's like a big everything i don't know it's pretty cool though <laughs> <laughs> we able to walk around the city at all do they take you around any spots yeah we actually went down to madison square garden and we got a we got a tour there and then we went to the fire hall um 
during it was like around the 9-11 time so we got to experience that that's cool um yeah super busy but like super cool like, it was all, like, all super unique i thought yeah I, yeah the driving in new york I, I would say when you get there get a place close enough to either a subway or a, a walk to msg because yeah. it is definitely uh there's no rules in the in new york streets yeah yeah it doesn't <laughs> seem like it at least <laughs> Uh, I guess looking ahead to this WHL, so you guys are now on your Christmas break now. Uh, when you go, it's not really the second, I guess you could say the second half, but I guess the second part of the season now. What are some of the things that you're focusing on for this Moose Jaw team going forward? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I guess we're, we're, we're a 500 team right now. Um, my goal is to get our team into a nice playoff spot. I mean, to make a playoff push at least. Um, yeah, that's. I've been in playoff once in my, in my four years I've been in the WHL, so that's definitely one of my goals and hopefully we can make a, make a far run. And there's a couple of these Ranger prospects that are still there in the WHL. Who, who's in those divisions over there? Who are you looking to play? Is, is Boyko in that division? I know. Yeah. Boyko's in the BC. Uh, so he's on, he's in Columbus. So we don't play him. Um, but I play Guru Bay. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. My dear, so I played him, I think twice already. Um, yeah. What do you and think of him? I, uh, or uh, sorry. And Gerdan plays in, in Cam, Cam. Who's that group? Or yeah. Group or, sorry. Yeah. I didn't know him um, at the start um, of the season, like like two years ago or whatever. But then I met him. I met him um, in New York camp. He's a really good guy, and uh, yeah, and he's a big body. I mean, he's strong as draws. He's good in the D zone. Um, he's super reliable. So no, he's a he's a really good guy and a really good player too. And Garand, I feel like that guy gets better and better every year. He got a little taste of Hartford last year. Now he's going to be playing for Team Canada at the World Junior Championships. So uh, very exciting for Ranger yeah. fans to watch him. Yeah, he's he's doing a, he's having a good year too. I mean, he's not the biggest, but like he's he's good. <laughs> <laughs> Have you scored on him yet? Uh, I think a couple times, but there we go. To me every time he uh, saves, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some bragging rights there, though. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I guess looking forward, what are some of the things like you want to tell Ranger fans about yourself? Like, what hobbies you are you into? You a golfer at all? You fish at all? Yeah. Um, well. I live, I live on an acreage, so I like to, I like to fish. Uh, I love to golf. Um, I try to play the guitar. I practice the, I, I practice the guitar during COVID. So I've been playing the guitar a little bit. Um, yeah, I love hanging out with family and friends, playing cards, uh, going to the lake, surfing, just pretty much everything outdoors I love. And yeah, hanging out with my fam, family and friends. <laughs> What's the handicap at right now? Oh, not very good. Like 15. <laughs> oh, that's not, that's not bad though. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah, it's not well. However much I like the golf, I mean, I just like going out there. I'm not the, I'm not the best of the best. But. <laughs> <laughs> and what kind of fish are you catching up there? Uh, pike, jack, a little bit. That's awesome. Not too much. Trying to go ice fishing here <clears throat> during the break. Hope we can go. Oh yeah. So what's the weather like up there now? Is it completely covered in snow by you, or is it? Uh... Yeah, we're we're probably. We're probably three feet, two feet in snow, and it's minus 30, 25. Yeah, all right, so it's winter. That's good. Yeah, it's winter. <laughs> New York, I think we're at we're about 40 degrees today, no snow. So that, that'll, oh, be yeah. a, that'll be a nice change for you. Maybe maybe you're a big-time snow guy, but it might be a nice change for you to come to New York. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for it. <laughs> all right, thanks so much for taking the time to join us, and hopefully we'll catch up with you later on this season. And, uh, and best of luck and keep up this great start you're on. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks for having me.
Thank you so much to Ryder Korzak for joining us this week. Uh, I was so pumped to get him on the show. I think he's going to be a big-time player for the Rangers. I think uh, just him climbing, climbing up the prospect rankings that we've seen this year, he's having a great season. Like I said, WHL Player of the Week this last week. Um, I think his confidence in game has been growing and growing, you know, thanks to the uh, good training camp he had with the Rangers. We talked about that in the interview, obviously, but – uh, and also, how cool is that Jacob Truba coming over to him in the locker room, introducing himself? Um, you know, this just shows leadership that Truba has on that team. And I think that's something that we heard preseason about, Truba taking on a bigger leadership role. And obviously, he was a guy who uh, Ranger fans thought might become captain of this team. Um, so it was very cool to hear that from about Jacob Truba. But can't thank Ryder enough for taking the time uh, while he's on his Christmas break there uh, from Moose Jaw after just a really good first half of the season. And I will definitely be paying attention to him, posting updates about him uh, as he continues on this great run there. And uh, and who knows, hopefully we get WHL Player of the Month soon or, uh, or even better. But So I can't thank him enough for joining us, and we'll definitely be following his progress. And that does it for Episode 55 of the Broadway Hat Podcast. Uh, thank you, everyone, who has left their five-star reviews on our Apple Podcast. If you have not left your five-star review... Uh, every five-star review, a dollar, is donated to Alex's Lemonade Foundation. It is a great organization that helps fight pediatric cancer. Uh, so please go on there. Leave us a five-star review on our Apple Podcasts, and a dollar will be donated to a great cause. Please go and follow us on Spotify, on Spreaker, on Pandora, on all Amazon products, on Google Play. Anywhere you get your podcasts, you can find us there. You Go check us out on social media on uh, on Twitter, at Broadway Hat Pod. You can find my personal Twitter account, at KHallNY. You can go and follow us on Facebook and Instagram, at the Broadway Hat Podcast. And that does it for this week. We'll see you next week.
Iowans, you have dozens of betting options. Try a sports book built by bettors and run by bettors. Fred Doan started Betfred over 50 years ago with funds from a winning bet, and he's been known for delivering the best betting experience ever since. Visit BetfredSports.com to give us a try. New customers betting $50 get 111 in Fred bets and up to 200 Fred bets per week for five weeks. Terms apply. Proud partner of the Iowa Cubs and Iowa Wild. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.